Hey there, friend. If you are tired of feeling tossed around by the busyness and heaviness of life, or if you've had enough of that sneaking suspicion that you just aren't good enough, and if you want to be done with feeling rushed around from one half to to the next, then I want to welcome you to Unshaken Rain. Guess what? Frantic, frazzled, and pushed around by life's worries and trials and fears, that's not who you are, sister, and you don't have to put up with it anymore. You are a daughter of God. So that means that you are royalty. You are chosen, uniquely positioned to give hope and peace here on earth. And maybe all that sounds nice and stuff, but also people are hurting, relationships get messed up. We fight with our husbands and yell at our kids because they walk out the front door with only one shoe on. Listen, I know that life is full of twists and turns and hurt and disappointments. I know that the heartache can feel absolutely crushing but that is not what we are defined by. I'm done hanging out in that place and you can be too. So come find freedom from the heaviness. Get immersed in the truth of who you are and discover the practical tools you have available to you so that you can stand steady in the face of life's uncertainties. Confident in the Lord and confident that the you he made is good. You are more than a conqueror, my friend. You totally rule. I'm Corey Hallett, and this is Unshaken Rain. Hello and welcome. Corey here. I hope that you are doing well and that your new year is getting off to a good start. Um, by now or by the time that this episode airs, probably kids are starting up school again and guests have all left and hopefully things are starting to feel a bit more settled for you. Here in the central coast of California, we are having our couple of weeks of winter, so things finally just got um, cold enough to feel like winter. And today has actually been lovely and raining all day, um, so that's wonderful. But if you do hear in the background um, splashing noises, that's because the road outside our house turns into a big lake every time it rains, and then the cars just drive straight through it and huge uh, waves splash up and it's quite exciting. The girls, and let's just be real, me too, we like to watch out the front window and um, and watch the trucks just take on the puddle. It's pretty cool. So I wanted to ask you though, as schedules are getting back into the swing of things and hopefully there is for you a feeling of kind of some peace and calmness as the frenzy of the holidays kind of slows down. And so I want to ask you and exhort you, how are you going to do 2019 on mission? Now, insert a record scratch sound here. Wait, actually, I think I can add one. So here goes. Be very careful. Self-criticism likes to hide inside introspection and reflection. And I can hear the little gears in your head turning as they try to do in my own head. And someone says, so how are you going to be intentional in the new year? And the internal narrative starts on its nice little repeat cycle, right? Like, mm-hmm, yep, I know, because I wasn't intentional enough last year. Ugh, I'm just so blah, blah, blah. And on and on the self-deprecation goes. Hey, stop it. Stop that. There's no life in that, okay? Absolutely do not go forward into goal planning for this year if you are toting along the idea that you didn't do enough last year. 
I promise you that will defeat the purpose. Now, I suppose that it's possible that you were a total lazy pants last year and did nothing, but I seriously doubt that. It's more likely that you made food and did laundry and folded laundry and cleaned up barf a couple times and planned birthday parties and had work deadlines and shopped for groceries and worked out as much as you possibly could for the way your schedule was last year and dealt with some stressful relationships the best way you knew how and probably failed at a few things and had to apologize sometimes and then loved your kids so hard that you thought your heart was going to explode. You did it and you're here. You need to honor yourself for the difficult things that you walk through and carry year to year. And, and I'm coming in life to love this word and because in this situation, it's not an either or. It's not this or that. There is room for, yay, wow, that was super hard, but I did it. And also, what is the next step? I was recently talking with a friend and she was sharing some stuff that she was noticing in her kids. And she started saying, basically, you know, like, I can't believe I've been missing this and I really need to change it. And I feel like I missed the signs. No, don't do that, mamas. We've got to stop doing that. We need to honor our mama hearts more than that. We are so quick to think negatively that we and we're so cultured actually in our in our communities to feel behind all the time that we shortchange our own insight we decide that even our insight is past due if god is calling something to your mind and into your awareness now then by all means start taking action but remember it's his kindness that leads us to change our minds not guilt and shame so be kind to yourself God is not sitting around shaking his head and sighing like, okay, well, let's try this again this year, shall we? Okay, so all that to say, let's look toward this year and our intentions for this year with joy and expectation, but with no feelings of having missed the boat. And with that in mind, then now we can assess. So what is it that you just feel in your mama heart that you trust that needs to change or what new things need to get established? So this can be things either in your own personal thought patterns or habits, or it can be for your whole family. What things aren't working anymore and are ready for change? And right now, while hopefully the calm of a fresh season is starting, now is such a good time to act on these things. I love thinking of it like everything just gets so busy before Christmas, right? We try and we try to be intentional and start purchasing gifts in September, but it kind of usually doesn't happen. And then it's the wrapping and fielding mountains of Amazon boxes on the front doorstep and it's cooking and it's just this buildup of anticipation for Christmas Day. And then, ah, it gets quiet and calm and the kids are occupied for like a hot second with their new toys, hopefully. And you have a second to look at your brand new day planner and dream. And that just reminds me also of the unsettledness that Mary and Joseph must have felt with everything just 
busy and okay, now we got to go do this trip to go to a family reunion in Bethlehem. And then where will we stay? And okay, now there's labor, that's convenient. And then the rest of the Israelites at that time also probably feeling just so unsettled and oppressed. And they had been waiting for years for salvation. And then even in our own hearts, before we had Jesus, our own hearts were just in this murky, sinful, confused, isolated place. And then ah, Jesus came. And whether or not they knew it, the trajectory of despair and disorder changed right then on earth when Jesus came. And now he rescues our hearts. And so we can look at the future, like looking at a new day planner, and dream. And maybe in your life, everything is fine and you're totally happy with the flow as it is. Um, But I think chances are, if you're here and listening and if this podcast speaks to you, it's probably because you're looking for still more ways to stand unshaken in your purpose every day, to be immovable in your intentions and your focus, even when life kind of and our plans have to stay a little bit fluid just because of all the unknowns we deal with all the time. And maybe you feel kind of incapable of affecting the kinds of changes that you want to see in your life or in your community or in the world. And it just feels daunting. And I just want to gently push on that little button and say, um, don't forget who you are. You are not a victim to your life. You aren't actually strapped in the backseat of Mr. Toad's wild ride, getting the short end of the stick, jerked around, getting whiplash, and God's just not letting you see where you're going. That may very well be how you have felt or even how you feel right now. And that is, by the way, exactly how our enemy Satan wants you to feel. But that is a lie. That is not who you are. Um, I used to get really car sick as a kid. Now, my dad likes taking back roads to places. So we were forever taking alternate routes or these super long highways through the mountains or the middle of nowhere. And when everyone else would take Highway 80 to get over the Sierras, we would inevitably have to take some random highway that looked like it was scribbled on the map by a toddler and it would take about three hours longer and there were no signs of civilization or food for that matter along the way. So there I'd be in the backseat of our minivan staring at the road as it flew by and I would get super nauseous. And it wasn't until I learned to sit up straight and look over my dad's shoulder out the front window that my poor little stomach could get on board with what was coming down the road. And then I could function. Now, I still didn't know where we were going. I wasn't driving the car, but I could at least see what was directly in front of us. And by sitting up and staring it down, I could prepare my poor little inner ears to stabilize me. You know, I looked around myself a couple years ago and I realized that I was doing the same thing spiritually. I was letting all the never ending lists of what was going wrong in my life dictate the flavor of my days and bewilder me. Unless I could temporarily busy myself with different projects that distracted me, I was in a constant state of frustration and panic, quite honestly. And instead of looking over my dad, God's shoulder out the front window and participating in where we were going, I was looking out the side windows, just getting bewildered by the mountain wall flying past. I couldn't focus on anything long enough to get my bearings. 
And honestly, sometimes I felt really stupid about the things that were actually bewildering me. I think this happens a lot to humans. It's like, yeah, 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 my husband is sick and we have no money. And yeah, that's all really hard. And so I really feel bad that the actual biggest thing bugging me right now is the fact that there's laundry to fold and I have no idea what to make for dinner and it makes me feel like a failure and I'm tired, kind of like tired of my kids for the day and this sucks and I suck and tomorrow will be exactly the same. So, okay, you know what? Maybe tomorrow will look exactly the same, but you don't have to look at it in exactly the same way. Some people would call this a mindset shift, but I think it's actually way deeper than that. Your mind is powerful, yes, but it's not actually the most powerful part of you. Your heart is. And I think the shift that you're looking for is in your heart, not your mind. So I call this a heart set shift. (laughs) And I don't know if maybe you heard this as a kid, but I used to get told to not get my heart set on things, right? Like, Well, yeah, maybe you will get that for your birthday, but don't get your heart set on it. But you actually can set your heart on the goodness of God. You can get your heart set on the promise that he will sustain you. And you can be totally certain of his awesome nearness and the sweetness of cruising down completely uncharted roads with him. So how are you staring out the front window of your life? And what do you see coming that you want to tackle in a different way than you have before? Let's do 2019 on purpose. Let's do it on mission. So as I shared last week on the first episode of the year, yay, one thing that we are doing, um, or one way, sorry, that we're doing 2019 on mission is that we chose the word celebrate to be a focus word for our family this year. And then we had a family meeting and planning and hoping session on January 2nd. Now, my ideal dream was to be all cutesy and have our meeting on the first of the year. Um, But then, you know, life. And so, hey, the second was fine. And our eight-year-old actually had the idea for us to have communion together as a family as part of our new year planning meeting. Now we observe communion fairly often as a family. We started doing this last summer when my husband's body was not doing very well and our future looked especially uncertain. And so every night at dinner before we ate, we would discuss why Jesus came, why he died, and the significance of taking communion and remembering what he has done and the breakthrough that he died for. And it was a really special time. But I had not thought to do this at our planning meeting. So I was super stoked that our daughter thought of it. And then since we are celebrating this year and just trying to stop and look at everything and ask the Lord how to celebrate in it, we decided that we weren't just going to have regular old communion. No, no, no. Um, we usually use just our gluten-free rice crackers and whatever we're drinking for dinner since we typically don't have juice in the house. So often it's rice crackers and water, which is kind of sad. But in the spirit of celebration for this time, we decided to have communion with Matt's super healthy hot chocolate recipe and then the not so healthy leftover Christmas cookies that we had decorated. 
So we had communion together and prayed for our year. And then after communion, the girls dipped some candy canes in their hot chocolate, um, significantly decreasing the health benefits of Matt's recipe that he's worked hard to create um, while we discussed our hopes and dreams for the new year. I made a little template page that I'm going to share with you if, don't feel any pressure, this is only if you want to, if you want to do this with your family as well. Basically, it has a section to write out some family goals for the new year, things to be thankful for, new things we want to try, places we want to go, projects we want to do, and stuff like that. It's a pretty standard goal setting page, you know, similar to what you would find like at the beginning of your new day planner and stuff like that, that I I basically just adapted it to our family and added a couple things. And then on the second page, there's a spot for us to create our family mission statement for 2019 and a spot to choose our verse of the year. And basically, we had just the sweetest time filling it out. It was a really fun little family meeting. And everyone participated according to their, you know, level. Like the four-year-old said she was thankful for painting. That was her big thing she was thankful for this year. And the goals that she has for the year are painting, if you couldn't have guessed it, and also going to the snow. Then meanwhile, our eight-year-old, who is a little budding planner came to the meeting with a notebook page filled with notes of things she wanted to add onto the agenda for the year, keywords for the year that she had brainstormed on her own, and like deep, meaningful things she wants to do to bless people in our community, like taking cookies to the fire and the police stations in town, which is adorable. And then she also wants to go on a cruise. So, you know, I can make at least one of those hopes happen. And then... (laughs) So we shared our stuff, we wrote down our goals, we came up with our mission statement, and we chose a verse for the year that we're going to work on memorizing as a family. And it was a really beautiful and sweet little meeting. And you know, for me, there is usually a little bit of a letdown after Christmas because it's like, well, now it's just boring old January and nothing happens in January. So usually I would leave Christmas decorations up for a while and try to stretch that celebration longer into the new year. But this year with our heart and our focus to celebrate each season and in each month, I've actually found myself really just ready to let Christmas go and ready to be done with it because I'm actually really excited to start celebrating January. So I want to hear from you. What are you setting out after in 2019? Now, it can be as huge as, you know, starting a law firm, or it can be as small as a certain drawer or cupboard that you want to purge this year. You know, the art cupboard in our house is on my list for later today, actually, because it's a hot mess. And the point is looking around yourself and setting out with intention to influence your life in a positive direction and not be run by it. The point is that you are the reigning queen in your little queendom. If God is the king of kings and queens, then who are we in that setup? Certainly not paupers, since his only son made us co-heirs in his kingdom. Co-heirs with Christ is a big deal. So let's live like it, ladies. Let's set intention into our lives with that in mind. So come tell me what is on your goal sheet for 2019. You can let me know in our Facebook group, um, The Unshaken Society, or send me a message because I'd love to hear about it. 
The link to our family's goal setting sheet is in the show notes. So be sure to grab that if you would like to have a family year planning meeting. And I think your kids would love to participate in setting the direction for the year. So let me know how it goes. I hope you have fun with it. I'm excited to hear what's going to be going on your list for the year. You are totally awesome. Thank you for listening. You totally rule. I'll talk to you later. All right, friends, that's it for now. But I would love to interact with you and get to know you more. So come find me on Facebook or Insta. Let's hang out. If you loved this episode, give it a like or a share or both. And be sure to leave a review on iTunes so that others can find us and be part of the fun. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back soon with more Unshaken Rain.